I lived with a friend of mine who I'll refer to as Nick in a small house for a few years during college. He was my roommate for the first year, and then we decided to move out of the dorms and share the rent on a house since we both had decent enough jobs. This was both of our first times renting a place, so we didn't really know how to budget properly. After a few months, everything was okay, but it was almost a year in when we realized that this place was eating up both of our bank accounts. So the obvious solutions were to either move out or find another roommate. Neither of us wanted to leave, so we started the search for a roommate. We started by asking all of our other friends, but none of them were interested. So really the only option was to put up a post online. I made a post on Facebook Marketplace, and Nick made a post on Craigslist. Again, neither of us have ever done this, and it felt kind of weird, but we knew we didn't have much of a choice. A few weeks went by, with just a couple of responses, but none of them seriously considering moving in, before Nick shows me an email he got from someone named Sam, replying to his Craigslist post. The guy seemed legit, and the following day he came over to view the house. I should mention, he was a couple years older than us and had just graduated, but he seemed pretty nice and looked clean and everything, so we were glad to have him. He agreed to the split of rent and moved in the next week. In the few months following, Sam would hang out with us a lot, and we actually got to know him pretty well. But then all of a sudden, he became very closed off for some reason. Nick and I would barely ever see the guy, and when we did, he wouldn't even talk. He would sit in his room for the most part, with his door shut, and would only come out to get food or to go to work. It didn't bother me necessarily, I just found it a little strange. Anyways, it was around month four with him being there that things started to take a turn for the worst. I had just gotten home from work, and immediately as I walked through the door, Nick calls my name quietly from the living room. What's going on? He mentions that Sam was home, so to not talk too loud. Then he tells me about a strong smell he noticed when passing his room today. I told him I hadn't noticed it. He points down the hall towards Sam's room and tells me to quietly walk past and see if I notice. So I got up and made my way quietly down the hall towards Sam's door. I didn't even have to get very close to smell what he was talking about. It was awful and really disgusting. I had no idea what it was, and had definitely never smelled it in the house before. Nick suggested we ask him what it was, and I agreed. We both went to his door, trying not to breathe in too hard, and knocked. Then knocked again, and again, calling out to him. He didn't answer. Nick said he was sure that Sam was in there, but after a couple more minutes we just gave up and figured we'd ask him tomorrow. It was already pretty late at this point, so we both made a quick dinner, and then ate while watching TV in the living room, and then we both went to bed. The next day, I caught Sam on his way out of the house, and asked him what the smell was last night. Oh, uh, I was just taking out the trash. He quickly left and drove off. That answer didn't really make any sense to me, but I didn't want to press him too hard. I told Nick later that day, and he agreed that it was weird, but didn't know what else to do, so we left it at that. Another couple weeks go by. Again, Sam barely talked to us, but the smell had gone away by now. I got home from work late one night, and Nick and Sam were both in the rooms, already asleep probably, so I pretty much went straight up to my room and fell asleep as well. 
but sometime in the middle of the night, I woke up hearing some movement below my room, which was where Sam's room was located downstairs. I listened for a couple minutes, trying to figure out what he was doing, but eventually I fell back asleep. The next morning, Sam ran out of the house to go to work as usual, however, he didn't return home that night. Another couple days would go by, and he still hadn't come home. I called him multiple times, and his phone instantly went to voicemail. We were actually starting to get worried, and decided to check his room to see if there were any clues as to what was going on. His room was pretty messy, and actually kind of looked like a lot of his stuff had been packed up and taken out. I also found a pair of glasses in his drawer, with some other random belongings, which was weird because Sam didn't wear glasses. He left some clothes and all of his furniture behind though, which made us believe that he didn't just move out suddenly. Nick ended up calling the police to notify them about Sam possibly being missing, and an officer arrived that night to investigate and ask us questions. We told him everything we knew and let him look at his room. Nick also gave him a picture that we had taken together back when Sam first moved in. After that, we didn't get an update until a week later. A different detective called us and informed us that the identity of the man in the photo with us was not Sam. They said a family member recognized them as their missing son who had been gone for almost a year. After that, the case got a lot more complicated, and we didn't have much helpful information because the guy pretty much lied about everything he told us. So after a little bit, we lost contact and stopped getting updates. As far as we were told, the man was just some regular guy that was living with his parents, who suddenly went missing for no known reason. He never came back to our house though, and I'm not sure if he was ever found. It's definitely the most interesting and creepy experience I've had though, just knowing that I was living in the same house as someone who made up a completely fake identity and was legally missing gives me chills every time I think about it. It's pretty hard not to assume that this man was trying to hide from the police because of something he had done, or was still doing. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the video. If so, please leave a like. And also, a small percentage of people that watch my videos are actually subscribed. If you want to support this channel and make this channel reach the 1 million mark, please consider subscribing. It's free, and you can change your mind later. Enjoy. I had just graduated college, and I needed a small place to stay while I searched for a new job. I worked part-time at a small grocery store, but now that I graduated, it was time to start looking for a better job. Anyways... Apartments were way too expensive to rent on my own, so I was mainly looking for places with spare rooms for rent. I knew it would be awkward for a while living in someone else's house, but I didn't have much of a choice to be honest. My old roommate from college suggested looking on Craigslist, as most other sites at the time didn't let you post single rooms in a house, or maybe it was just really hard to find them. Either way, Craigslist seemed to have a ton of options to choose from, so I stuck with it. After a few days though, I started to get frustrated as none of the people would reply to my requests, and the ones that did would just apologize and say it was already taken. But then on Saturday morning, a new room popped up. It was nearby, cheap, and looked pretty nice. In the description, a man named Tom was advertising it as a large house with a spare bedroom for rent that also had a separate bathroom and closet. 
This sounded perfect to me, so I emailed him about my interest and then went to work. I knew the listing had just been posted that morning, so I felt confident that I was the first one to contact him. On my lunch break, I checked my emails and Tom had replied, asking me to come and view it that afternoon. I knew I'd be tired after work, but I also really wanted this place, so I agreed and we set a time. After work, I drove straight there, which was only about 10 minutes. From the outside, the house looked really nice. It honestly just looked like a regular medium-sized neighborhood home. I parked on the side of the road and walked up to the door, then lightly knocked. After 30 seconds, I knocked again, a little bit harder this time. A minute later, I pulled my phone out to text Tom, but just before I sent it, he opened the door and invited me in. I immediately noticed he was sweating a lot, as if he had just finished a long workout, and he smelled awful. I didn't want to be rude or anything, so I just ignored it. He began walking me around the ground level floor, showing me the kitchen and the living room. He mentioned that he didn't use these rooms often, so I wouldn't have to worry about getting in his way. From the look of the rooms though, it seemed as though he used them too often. Old dishes were piled up in the sink and the couch had stains all over it. I really didn't like how dirty the whole place was, and it was strange that in the pictures it looked like the house was really clean. One thing I remembered specifically was that the living room had a brown leather couch in the picture, but the couch that was actually there was black. I figured Tom had probably used the pictures of the house from years ago before it sold. I was a bit annoyed at the dishonesty of it, but all that really mattered was my room, which was upstairs. Tom led the way to the stairs, then stopped when he reached the bottom of the steps and held his hand out in a gesturing manner as if he wanted me to head up first. I got a weird and uncomfortable feeling as I started up the stairs, as Tom didn't follow me. He stayed at the bottom and smiled, saying that my room would be the first one on the left. I continued to the top and took a couple steps into the hallway before a soft thud came from behind the door to what was said to be my room. I looked back down the stairs at Tom, whose smile was now completely gone. Uh, does someone else live here? He replied in an annoyed tone, telling me that it was just one of his friends staying the night and not to worry about it, then urged me to check out the room for myself as he was sure that I'd like it. I was definitely pretty nervous at this point, scared even. Why wouldn't he have told me that someone else was here? It seemed like something that I should know. Everything started adding up, and all I wanted was to get out of there right away. I tried to act confident and began walking down the stairs as I explained that the place wasn't going to work out for me. He didn't seem to like that answer, and he moved his body to block most of the bottom of the stairs. I stood a couple steps away and firmly told him that I needed to leave. He asked me again to check out the bedroom to at least see if I liked it and again, I said I was not interested. He looked at me for a moment, then to my surprise, he smiled and said okay, stepping aside. I quickly walked past him and straight out the front door. I don't know what was going on in that house, but something didn't feel right about any of it. I even felt lucky to have been able to leave so easily. In the moment, I thought I was going to have to force my way out. I checked Craigslist a couple hours later, and the posting had been removed. I still wonder who and what was in that room upstairs. 
For all I know, it could have just been an empty room, but something tells me that it was something much worse. Craigslist is almost never the first place I go when I need to buy something, but sometimes you can get good deals on things that would otherwise be really expensive. At the time, I was searching for new workout equipment. Weights and machines are really expensive to buy new, so Craigslist was the perfect way to find used ones for cheap. Anyways, I scrolled through the site for a few days before eventually finding a posting that looked really good. It was a set of weights for a pretty good deal, and was posted only a few hours ago. The poster's name was Mary, so I sent her an email and told her I was very interested in her weight set and would like to pick them up as soon as possible. Mary replied just a few minutes later, saying that she was available tonight when she got home from work at 7. It was a little bit late, but it wasn't too big of a deal for me since I wanted them as soon as possible. I agreed, and she responded with her address. Of course, I looked it up to see where it was and what the house looked like. It was 20 minutes away in a small neighborhood that I was actually familiar with as one of my old friends used to live nearby. The house was regular sized and didn't have any real defining features other than the fact that it looked pretty old, but nothing looked too strange or gave me bad vibes, so that night I drove down there. The place was at the end of the road in a cul-de-sac, so I parked on the side of the house by their mailbox and made my way up to the front door, which was already opened. I didn't want to just walk into the house, so I knocked on the open door a few times to get their attention. A moment later, a man comes down from the hall. Um, hi. I was supposed to meet with Mary to look at some workout stuff she had posted on Craigslist. The man's face lit up, and he said to come on in. He told me that Mary would be down in a few minutes as she was changing out of her work clothes. This definitely made me cautious, but he sounded genuine and believable, so I followed him into his living room where there was a set of weights on the ground. However, aside from the weights, there was nothing else in the room, no furniture or decorations at all. I think the man saw me looking around, as he quickly said that they were in the process of moving out and that's why they were trying to sell the weights. Still skeptical, I looked at them for a second, but immediately noticed that a few plates were missing. I asked him if this was everything, as I thought I saw more in the pictures. He smiled again, telling me that Mary might know where the other ones are, but then he just stood there looking at me. I got really uncomfortable and asked him if he could go check on Mary to let her know I was here. He waited for a moment and then he agreed and walked up the stairs. I was obviously beginning to worry that Mary might not even be a real person at this point, so I listened intently to make sure he was talking to someone. After a few seconds of silence, I went over to the bottom of the stairs and looked up towards the top. The man was standing there at the top, just staring at the wall, probably waiting up there to make it seem like he actually went to ask someone. I fell into a panic, knowing now that this was all a lie and I was likely in the middle of something horrible. I started to quickly walk towards the front door, trying not to alert the man, but as soon as I turned around, I heard heavy footsteps rushing down the stairs. He called out for me to wait as I ran straight out the front door and into my car. Strangely, as I drove away, the guy ran out the front door and around the side of the house. I pulled over after driving out of the neighborhood and called the police to let them know what happened in hopes that they could figure out what was going on. I didn't really know what the man's plan was, but I was confident enough that he was up to something.
The officers later came by my house, and I gave them more information. They told me that the house I met him at had nobody living there for over a year, which made chills run through my body. Of course, though, I couldn't really give them much helpful information other than a description of what the man looked like. And other than that, all they had to go off of was the weights that he'd put in the empty house that may have fingerprints on them. It worries me that he might still be out there trying to lure people into abandoned homes, but I'm also glad that I was able to make it out of there before he did whatever it was that he planned on doing. I lived with a friend of mine who I'll refer to as Nick in a small house for a few years during college. He was my roommate for the first year, and then we decided to move out of the dorms and share the rent on a house since we both had decent enough jobs. This was both of our first times renting a place, so we didn't really know how to budget properly. After a few months, everything was okay, but it was almost a year in when we realized that this place was eating up both of our bank accounts. So, the obvious solutions were to either move out, or find another roommate. Neither of us wanted to leave, so we started the search for a roommate. We started by asking all of our other friends, but none of them were interested, so really the only option was to put up a post online. I made a post on Facebook Marketplace, and Nick made a post on Craigslist. Again, neither of us have ever done this, and it felt kinda weird, but we knew we didn't have much of a choice. A few weeks went by, with just a couple of responses, but none of them seriously considering moving in, before Nick shows me an email he got from someone named Sam, replying to his Craigslist post. The guy seemed legit, and the following day he came over to view the house. I should mention, he was a couple years older than us and had just graduated, but he seemed pretty nice and looked clean and everything, so we were glad to have him. He agreed to the split of rent, and moved in the next week. In the few months following, Sam would hang out with us a lot, and we actually got to know him pretty well. But then all of a sudden, he became very closed off for some reason. Nick and I would barely ever see the guy, and when we did, he wouldn't even talk. He would sit in his room for the most part, with his door shut, and would only come out to get food or to go to work. It didn't bother me necessarily, I just found it a little strange. Anyways, it was around month four with him being there that things started to take a turn for the worst. I had just gotten home from work, and immediately as I walked through the door, Nick calls my name quietly from the living room. What's going on? He mentions that Sam was home, so to not talk too loud. Then he tells me about a strong smell he noticed when passing his room today. I told him I hadn't noticed it. He points down the hall towards Sam's room and tells me to quietly walk past and see if I notice. So, I got up and made my way quietly down the hall towards Sam's door. I didn't even have to get very close to smell what he was talking about. It was awful and really disgusting. I had no idea what it was and had definitely never smelled it in the house before. Nick suggested we ask him what it was and I agreed. We both went to his door trying not to breathe in too hard, and knocked. Then knocked again, and again, calling out to him. He didn't answer. Nick said he was sure that Sam was in there, but after a couple more minutes, we just gave up and figured we'd ask him tomorrow. 
It was already pretty late at this point, so we both made a quick dinner, and then ate while watching TV in the living room, and then we both went to bed. The next day, I caught Sam on his way out of the house, and asked him what the smell was last night. Oh, uh, I was just taking out the trash. He quickly left and drove off. That answer didn't really make any sense to me, but I didn't want to press him too hard. I told Nick later that day, and he agreed that it was weird, but didn't know what else to do, so we left it at that. Another couple weeks go by. Again, Sam barely talked to us, but the smell had gone away by now. I got home from work late one night, and Nick and Sam were both in the rooms, already asleep probably, so I pretty much went straight up to my room and fell asleep as well. But sometime in the middle of the night, I woke up hearing some movement below my room, which was where Sam's room was located downstairs. I listened for a couple minutes, trying to figure out what he was doing, but eventually I fell back asleep. The next morning, Sam ran out of the house to go to work as usual, however, he didn't return home that night. Another couple days would go by, and he still hadn't come home. I called him multiple times and his phone instantly went to voicemail. We were actually starting to get worried and decided to check his room to see if there were any clues as to what was going on. His room was pretty messy and actually kind of looked like a lot of his stuff had been packed up and taken out. I also found a pair of glasses in his drawer with some other random belongings, which was weird because Sam didn't wear glasses. He left some clothes and all of his furniture behind though, which made us believe that he didn't just move out suddenly. Nick ended up calling the police to notify them about Sam possibly being missing, and an officer arrived that night to investigate and ask us questions. We told him everything we knew and let him look at his room. Nick also gave him a picture that we had taken together back when Sam first moved in. After that, we didn't get an update until a week later. A different detective called us and informed us that the identity of the man in the photo with us was not Sam. They said a family member recognized them as their missing son who had been gone for almost a year. After that, the case got a lot more complicated and we didn't have much helpful information because the guy pretty much lied about everything he told us. So after a little bit, we lost contact and stopped getting updates. As far as we were told, the man was just some regular guy that was living with his parents, who suddenly went missing for no known reason. He never came back to our house though, and I'm not sure if he was ever found. It's definitely the most interesting and creepy experience I've had though, just knowing that I was living in the same house as someone who made up a completely fake identity and was legally missing gives me chills every time I think about it. It's pretty hard not to assume that this man was trying to hide from the police because of something he had done, or was still doing. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the video. If so, please leave a like. And also, a small percentage of people that watch my videos are actually subscribed. If you want to support this channel and make this channel reach the 1 million mark, please consider subscribing. It's free, and you can change your mind later. Enjoy. I had just graduated college, and I needed a small place to stay while I searched for a new job. I worked part-time at a small grocery store, but now that I graduated, it was time to start looking for a better job. Anyways, 
Apartments were way too expensive to rent on my own, so I was mainly looking for places with spare rooms for rent. I knew it would be awkward for a while living in someone else's house, but I didn't have much of a choice to be honest. My old roommate from college suggested looking on Craigslist, as most other sites at the time didn't let you post single rooms in a house, or maybe it was just really hard to find them. Either way, Craigslist seemed to have a ton of options to choose from, so I stuck with it. After a few days though, I started to get frustrated as none of the people would reply to my requests, and the ones that did would just apologize and say it was already taken. But then on Saturday morning, a new room popped up. It was nearby, cheap, and looked pretty nice. In the description, a man named Tom was advertising it as a large house with a spare bedroom for rent that also had a separate bathroom and closet. This sounded perfect to me, so I emailed him about my interest and then went to work. I knew the listing had just been posted that morning, so I felt confident that I was the first one to contact him. On my lunch break, I checked my emails and Tom had replied, asking me to come and view it that afternoon. I knew I'd be tired after work, but I also really wanted this place, so I agreed and we set a time. After work, I drove straight there, which was only about 10 minutes. From the outside, the house looked really nice. It honestly just looked like a regular medium-sized neighborhood home. I parked on the side of the road and walked up to the door, then lightly knocked. After 30 seconds, I knocked again, a little bit harder this time. A minute later, I pulled my phone out to text Tom, but just before I sent it, he opened the door and invited me in. I immediately noticed he was sweating a lot as if he had just finished a long workout, and he smelled awful. I didn't want to be rude or anything, so I just ignored it. He began walking me around the ground level floor, showing me the kitchen and the living room. He mentioned that he didn't use these rooms often, so I wouldn't have to worry about getting in his way. From the look of the rooms though, it seemed as though he used them too often. Old dishes were piled up in the sink and the couch had stains all over it. I really didn't like how dirty the whole place was, and it was strange that in the pictures it looked like the house was really clean. One thing I remembered specifically was that the living room had a brown leather couch in the picture, but the couch that was actually there was black. I figured Tom had probably used the pictures of the house from years ago before it sold. I was a bit annoyed at the dishonesty of it but all that really mattered was my room, which was upstairs. Tom led the way to the stairs, then stopped when he reached the bottom of the steps and held his hand out in a gesturing manner as if he wanted me to head up first. I got a weird and uncomfortable feeling as I started up the stairs, as Tom didn't follow me. He stayed at the bottom and smiled, saying that my room would be the first one on the left. I continued to the top and took a couple steps into the hallway before a soft thud came from behind the door to what was said to be my room. I looked back down the stairs at Tom, whose smile was now completely gone. Uh, does someone else live here? He replied in an annoyed tone, telling me that it was just one of his friends staying the night and not to worry about it, then urged me to check out the room for myself as he was sure that I'd like it. I was definitely pretty nervous at this point, scared even. Why wouldn't he have told me that someone else was here? It seemed like something that I should know. Everything started adding up, and all I wanted was to get out of there right away. I tried to act confident and began walking down the stairs as I explained that the place wasn't going to work out for me. 
he didn't seem to like that answer, and he moved his body to block most of the bottom of the stairs. I stood a couple steps away and firmly told him that I needed to leave. He asked me again to check out the bedroom to at least see if I liked it, and again I said I was not interested. He looked at me for a moment, then to my surprise he smiled and said okay, stepping aside. I quickly walked past him and straight out the front door. I don't know what was going on in that house, but something didn't feel right about any of it. I even felt lucky to have been able to leave so easily. In the moment, I thought I was going to have to force my way out. I checked Craigslist a couple hours later, and the posting had been removed. I still wonder who and what was in that room upstairs. For all I know, it could have just been an empty room, but something tells me that it was something much worse. Craigslist is almost never the first place I go when I need to buy something, but sometimes you can get good deals on things that would otherwise be really expensive. At the time, I was searching for new workout equipment. Weights and machines are really expensive to buy new, so Craigslist was the perfect way to find used ones for cheap. Anyways, I scrolled through the site for a few days before eventually finding a posting that looked really good. It was a set of weights for a pretty good deal, and was posted only a few hours ago. The poster's name was Mary, so I sent her an email and told her I was very interested in her weight set and would like to pick them up as soon as possible. Mary replied just a few minutes later, saying that she was available tonight when she got home from work at 7. It was a little bit late, but it wasn't too big of a deal for me since I wanted them as soon as possible. I agreed, and she responded with her address. Of course, I looked it up to see where it was and what the house looked like. It was 20 minutes away in a small neighborhood that I was actually familiar with as one of my old friends used to live nearby. The house was regular sized and didn't have any real defining features other than the fact that it looked pretty old, but nothing looked too strange or gave me bad vibes, so that night I drove down there. The place was at the end of the road in a cul-de-sac so I parked on the side of the house by their mailbox and made my way up to the front door, which was already opened. I didn't want to just walk into the house, so I knocked on the open door a few times to get their attention. A moment later, a man comes down from the hall. Um, hi. I was supposed to meet with Mary to look at some workout stuff she had posted on Craigslist. The man's face lit up, and he said to come on in. He told me that Mary would be down in a few minutes as she was changing out of her work clothes. This definitely made me cautious, but he sounded genuine and believable, so I followed him into his living room where there was a set of weights on the ground. However, aside from the weights, there was nothing else in the room, no furniture or decorations at all. I think the man saw me looking around as he quickly said that they were in the process of moving out and that's why they were trying to sell the weights. Still skeptical, I looked at them for a second, but immediately noticed that a few plates were missing. I asked him if this was everything, as I thought I saw more in the pictures. He smiled again, telling me that Mary might know where the other ones are, but then he just stood there looking at me. I got really uncomfortable and asked him if he could go check on Mary to let her know I was here. He waited for a moment, and then he agreed and walked up the stairs. I was obviously beginning to worry that Mary might not even be a real person at this point, so I listened intently to make sure he was talking to someone. 
After a few seconds of silence, I went over to the bottom of the stairs and looked up towards the top. The man was standing there at the top, just staring at the wall, probably waiting up there to make it seem like he actually went to ask someone. I fell into a panic, knowing now that this was all a lie and I was likely in the middle of something horrible. I started to quickly walk towards the front door, trying not to alert the man, but as soon as I turned around, I heard heavy footsteps rushing down the stairs. He called out for me to wait as I ran straight out the front door and into my car. Strangely, as I drove away, the guy ran out the front door and around the side of the house. I pulled over after driving out of the neighborhood and called the police to let them know what happened in hopes that they could figure out what was going on. I didn't really know what the man's plan was, but I was confident enough that he was up to something. The officers later came by my house and I gave them more information. They told me that the house I met him at had nobody living there for over a year, which made chills run through my body. Of course though, I couldn't really give them much helpful information other than a description of what the man looked like. And other than that, all they had to go off of was the weights that he'd put in the empty house that may have fingerprints on them. It worries me that he might still be out there trying to lure people into abandoned homes, but I'm also glad that I was able to make it out of there before he did whatever it was that he planned on doing.